born in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Welcome everyone, and this is Karen Schoen. You are listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Now, throughout the last several shows, I have been saying the Alliance is working on several projects, and you will be real excited when you hear what they are. And as I say all the time, If you are not an Alliance member, it would be a good idea to get started now. And if you are not in the state of Florida, we have no problem if you take our information and copy it and use it for your state. That's the idea of sharing. You find good programs that work and you copy them. And in the state of Florida, which is what we're talking about, and by the way, the Alliance website is goflca.com, and there's a section there for you to just put in your uh, email and get the newsletters, get on the phone calls when we have them so that you understand what's going on. And then you would have been the first group of people that would have been able to say, don't say gay, That doesn't even discuss gay. And of course, we're talking about the bill that got Disney in a lot of trouble, basically because they never read it. And that's what I find is mostly the problem. Our legislators, most of them haven't read the Constitution. Many of them can't even read beyond the sixth grade reading level. And many of them can't explain what the bills are all about. So I have asked Ryan Kennedy, who is the program manager for educational policy and advocacy for the Florida Citizens Alliance. And I've asked him to join me today so that he can explain the bills that the Alliance is pushing. And by pushing, I mean lobbying. And I even believe that Ryan spends a lot of time in Tallahassee and he can talk about what lobbying is like also. Folks, don't be afraid to talk to your legislators. They are just like you. Don't elevate them and put them in a higher category. They're not. Actually, they work for us. They work for you. We have to remember that. And when you see something that you don't like, pick up the phone and call and leave a message. You don't have to reach them all the time. Somebody will get the message. And it's so important that you give them your opinion of what's going on, because that's a lot of the time how they base what their policy decisions are going to be. So, Ryan, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And you have been interested in education from the time that you were in college. Now, that's really unique. And thank you so much for doing all of the wonderful things that you're doing for the Alliance. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, That is correct. I've been 
involved with the Florida Citizens Alliance at different uh, different levels of involvement, starting as an intern in, in 2018. Um, so yes, I've been very interested in education since that point. Uh, I uh, went to a lot of different uh, types of schooling when I was younger. I went to a private school, religious private school, public schools. And so I had a very um, diverse background as far as seeing firsthand some of the stuff that Florida Citizens Alliance has been advocating for since the inception. So I thought I should get involved at a deeper level because I saw the same issues that they saw. And now here I am. And this is wonderful. Ryan, I understand that you are also lobbying for a uh, for the alliance. Can you tell people what it's like to lobby? Is it a scary thing and they should be afraid and not go and talk to anybody? Oh, no, it's 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 not scary at all. Honestly, um, each especially at the state level. The state senators and state representatives, they're, they work for us. They, they're just like us. They even only technically work part-time. Um, it's a part-time uh, session, uh, unlike at the U.S. level where they're, they're going all year round. Um, they're part-time people. So a lot of times uh, the state representatives and state senators have full-time jobs, whether it's being a lawyer or being a business owner, being a farmer, um, you know, you name it. There's all different kinds of uh, people that are represented in, in Tallahassee, different occupations. So it is it's not scary at all. And most of them want to hear from constituents and want to hear about what they care about. And it doesn't matter, does it, Ryan, if you meet with them in their home office or in Tallahassee, does it make a difference? Because don't they still say the same thing regardless? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They, they say the same thing regardless where, whether or not you meet here in Tallahassee or uh, in in their district, um, they they want to hear from constituents. They want to know the issues. Because a lot of times, um, members when they come up here, they're fighting for the things that matter in their districts. And sometimes uh, they like having that support, saying, you know, good job, or you know, this is what you should you should focus on because this is a, an issue I've personally had. Um, that's, they, they love those kinds of, of stories and they use that when they talk about their bills and they use it when they formulate new bills each session. Okay. And right now, uh, you are talking to us from Tallahassee. So any of the background noise that you hear, I do apologize for folks, but Ryan is right there listening to the committees and meeting the legislators. And I always tell everyone, you don't have to meet you you should meet the legislator directly but after that the most important person in that legislator's office is their legislative aide or their chief of staff um and that's the one you would want to get friendly with wouldn't that be ryan oh yes definitely um you know knowing the representative or senator is, is is very important um so that they they know what organization you're with or supporting in the case of a volunteer um but yes the the legislative aides or chief of staff uh what name you there's different titles but uh they are the ones on a regular basis that are formulating the bills with the policy staff they're the ones that are formulating the bills with the leadership they're the ones that are talking with the different departments. So in our case, Department of Education. So they really are 
I, as I call them, the gatekeepers for for each state representative or state senator, and and being friends with them and knowing them is is very important. Yes, it is. And here's another trick that I learned as going through the ranks of years of interacting with all of the legislators. In the beginning, if you're a little bit leery and you're nervous and you don't, you're you know, don't be afraid. They're people just like you. But if it really makes you uncomfortable, call them at night. They have an answering machine and you can leave a message on the machine. And what they are looking for is I support the bill. I don't support the bill. And if you can do that and say great job or not great job, what your wish is, uh, you can do that at night by leaving a message and you don't have to talk to anybody. Also, I always had my legislators and their aides on my speed dial. And when I heard them say something that was good or bad, I picked up my phone and I sent them a text. Thank you. Great job. Heard you at the hearing. And now they've made the hearings and the um, committee so easy to go to in Tallahassee because you can sit in your house and do a Zoom call and you can even give your opinion. Isn't that true? You don't have to be in Tallahassee to go to a committee meeting. Correct. Correct. Yes. All the committee meetings, both in the Senate and in the House, um, are are live streamed and they're also archived on the each respective uh, body's website. Um, also, uniquely with the House, uh, you can file an electronic uh, support or oppose of a bill as an individual for each committee. So that's really unique in the sense that uh, you do not have to leave your home at all to voice your opinion at the committee. They'll read your name out and they'll say, you know, John Smith is against this bill or John Smith is for this bill. And they'll read that out loud. So uh, your, your opinion really does matter. And especially in Florida, as we have so many people moving here that don't know, that do not know the way Florida government works. And that's up to us. There are two very important websites that you should be aware of. One is myfloridahouse.gov. And the other is FL for Florida Senate.gov. And on both of those websites, you can go and chart and follow your representative or a different one if that you choose that. Uh, let's say your representative is on the Agricultural Committee and you're interested in the Education Committee. You can follow either committee. It doesn't make any difference. But those are two very important websites. And what I liked about it the most was that when I put in Education Committee, every time the committee did something, I got a notification. So if it was something that I really liked, I would pick up the phone and call that representative and say, thank you. This was wonderful. Appreciate it. Or in the case of I didn't like, I'd call them up and I'd say, listen, I don't think that's wonderful. I think that it could be tweaked like this. What do you think? And as long as you are polite, they will answer you. And that's what government is about. And that's the way government is supposed to work. So, Ryan, I know that the alliance is interested in two very important bills, and I'd like you to explain each to our audience so that they can get involved as we are. Of course. So this year, we are supporting a number of bills, a strong line ravaging for a number of them, but in particular, the two bills that I'd really like to discuss today 
which are really important is the first one is called it's it's a grouping of bills um they're going to get wrapped into one bill as the process goes along but it's the education and public pre-k through 12 education bills um for those who are more inclined to know the numbers in the house it's 1069 and 1223 in the senate it's 1320 um these bills are really important because what they address is really fundamentally what Florida Citizens Alliance has been fighting against um, since the exception, which is the sexually explicit materials in our schools. Uh, you know, as, as we know, uh, we've documented large amounts of pornography in, in school books, uh, in libraries, um, things like sex ed classes that have become taken over by different ideologies, such as gender ideologies and things of that nature. Um, this, these two bills are going to address that. And they're going to do two things. One is with 1069, it's going to make the process better as far as objecting to sexually explicit materials in, in the library. It also includes classroom libraries. And the reason why that's very important is because there's a lot of books that teachers bring into their classroom library that they bring in their donated materials or they're brought in from their own personal, the teachers have bought them themselves. So they're not in the library. There's not necessarily a, a tracking of these books. But now, thanks to this bill, once it gets passed, it is now going to have to go under the same scrutiny as what was passed last year um, with what people call, you know, the don't say gay bill, quote unquote. <laughs> um the other part of the bills that it's going to address is um, the pronoun issue in schools. So what it's going to do is it's going to say that sex is actually based on your chromosomes. So there's two biological genders and that um, you have to refer to the pronouns of, the, of that particular student based on what their actual sex is. So all this, you know, all this, <laughs> I was just thinking all of these 67 different genders that all they keep correct. on doing is adding, it makes like an alphabet soup. Of yes, correct. People. It, it's really, to me, it's a shame because they're taking this group of people, they're isolating them, and they are pushing them and really using them by forcing us, the re everyone else, to accept their ideology when I don't care what their ideology is and what they do in their home when I'm not around, right. I'm not interested in that. Right. I'm interested in can the kids read, write, and do math? That's what Correct. I'm interested in. Correct. That's what school Correct. is supposed to be, isn't it? Yes, 100%. And, and that is something we said during the committee really what the bill does and 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 then it's already gotten of course some negative publicity from the usual suspects um but what it, what what it really does is that just as you said education and school should be about education and these sorts of topics is stay within the home there is not a if a parent wants to have that conversation with their child if they you know want to support their child and their desire that's up to the parent really what we're trying to do is to make sure that that doesn't get that for two things. One is it doesn't get brought into the school, but most importantly, that other students who may disagree in the classroom aren't forced to have to say something that they personally don't disagree with. Um, and that, also, that's important too. 
Oh, also, we're talking about a very small percentage of people. And mm-hmm. this very small percentage of people does not have the right to dictate to the massive group of people, which is everyone else. And if they continue to tell us our country is a democracy, which it isn't, then in a democracy, the majority rules. And if the majority is not interested in what gender you are, why am I learning about it? Who cares? Mm-hmm. I'm right. not interested in that. And also, as a kid grows up and becomes an adult, tell me one place in this world that everything is fair. It's not. You have to carve your own fairness. You have to determine what's good for you. And it shouldn't be pushed upon you by someone else's beliefs, because then you Mm -hmm. are forced into believing in their destiny and you don't have your own. And that's wrong. Yes. And, um, One of the bills uh, that I am also interested in is the H, what is it, HR1, and that is from the House, and that one addresses school choice, whereby Mm -hmm. the vouchers or the money, I think Florida spends almost $11,000 on every child for an education, and yet we are 25th in the country. That does not say a lot for Florida. That says Mm -hmm. to me something is wrong. What's wrong with this picture? Um, But the school voucher bill allows the parent to make the choice as to where the child is going to go to school. Because remember, it doesn't matter what the location is where your child is going to learn something, especially communism or transgenderism. Does it matter what the location is? No. The objective Mm -hmm. school is to educate, is to make sure that whatever location the child is in, at the end of their term, they can read, write, do math, and have some common sense. And that's really the whole purpose of education. And unfortunately, it has become so convoluted in the last years that 47% of our kids are graduating from Florida schools and they can't read and write and do math. And that, to me, is the biggest travesty that we can force upon a group of people is to make them so incompetent that we have an administration like we have now, because I believe it's run by people who have been pushed through affirmative action, which is nothing more than lowering standards. What we should be doing is raising standards so that we have the best and the brightest and the the most wonderful kids. So a school voucher to me serves multiple purposes. If your parent is sending the child to school and they don't like what's being taught and they don't want their child to learn that, they should have the right to pull them out. And that should include homeschool. And I read an article um, Ryan, where they're saying that vouchers are not a good thing because they force the uh, homeschool parent into doing the same type of policy and education that uh, that they would be getting in school. 
And the Florida bill, after reading it, is a little bit different because it says with the homeschool student that, yes, they would have to either take an exam at the end of the term, which is what everybody has focused on. If the exam is all about the government, you know, the transgender garbage, then that's what they're learning regardless of where they are located. But it should not be that way because the child also has the ability to send in a portfolio of their work, bypassing any tests. And that is the open door to homeschool. So what would you think of that bill being passed, Ryan? Yes, um, we, we were very involved in, in House Bill 1 and in that process. Uh, we, we've said from the get-go that obviously the money should follow the child. And uh, for the most part, it's gonna it's gonna get the chance to do that now. Um, the uh, yes, we've been we've been talking about homeschooling and and the ability for the homeschoolers to have the portfolio and taking the test. And 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 a majority of of these homeschoolers um, are probably gonna end up taking the test if they take the the, the scholarship, the voucher money, but. Um, no, we've been big proponents for having them be able to do the portfolio as well. Um, many homeschool students currently choose a portfolio. And, and honestly, that's, that's the best way to make sure that the curriculum stays whatever the, the, home, the parents want it to, to, to focus on. Because the portfolio just essentially shows the work that the student has performed for the year. And this is, this is what the child should be judged on, not a test that is somebody else's idea. If, if you're homeschooling your child, and we'll talk about that in the second segment, but if you're homeschooling your child, you want, you're proud of what your child is doing. You should be proud of their work and you should want that to be seen. Not a test that is a standardized test that everybody else is going to be taking that has a lot of things in it that you're, you may not want your child to have. So this is, I believe, a very important hands-on approach is to get these bills passed in Florida. So what would you suggest that our listeners do, Ryan? Well, the biggest the biggest thing moving forward is going to be, of course, when it comes to HB1, we would highly, uh, it has passed through the House. It's almost going to pass through the Senate. They're going to hear it on the floor of the Senate. So pretty much it's going to be, it's going to be passed. Um, the biggest thing moving forward is going to be for, for your listeners to speak up and say, hey, we want we we love the idea of expanding money following the child. We're gonna obviously there's probably gonna have to be some refining of the bill just as you know working out the kinks in future years. And we would highly encourage each one of your listeners to speak up about having the portfolio as an option, and especially, of course, to tell their friends, families, grandkids, kids, um, the importance of 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 choosing to to homeschool and choosing to go to a private school because really this this bill is going to give the opportunity for so many more kids to be able to do that and i think that that's the biggest picture of the, of the bill 
Okay, I'm going to ask you, Ryan, if you will stay with me for the next segment. And let's talk about homeschool, because too many parents I have heard say, that's a scary thing. I don't know how to teach. I'm not a teacher. I can't teach. What am I going to do? I want to get my kid out of out of public school, but I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to go. Well, let's hang on for the next segment and we will discuss what you can do, what homeschool is really about, and why it is so important. And also, here's a little statistic for you. The kids that are homeschooled are 30% smarter than the kids that are in a traditional school. So what a wonderful gift that you can give a child is to become the best that they can be, and not just one of the same old, same old that Everything in education is slanted to. So, Ryan, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find the Alliance and what they should do. And then we'll come back after the break. Yes. So uh, to find more contact info for me, I am on uh, social media. I'm also uh, you can find me, Ryan Kennedy, uh, my profile on Facebook. If it's on Twitter, um, you can type in Ryan Kennedy as well. Um, on the for the Florida Citizens Alliance, we're on all forms of social media, all the major ones. And then, as far as our website, goflca.com or goflca.org, both of which will work. Okay. And, folks, if you have any questions, contact Ryan. That's what the alliance is all about. We are not the government. We are here to help. And we want to help our children become brilliant because a brilliant future is what should be in line with America. We have a long way to go, folks. It has taken them a long time to get our kids to become drones, dummies, not have any idea, not have any clue as to life and what it means and to be hiding in their safe spaces. This is not what life is about. Our children should learn to read, to write, to do math, and then they should be able to formulate questions, have common sense, have a skill set that will make them prepared to be able to do anything they set out in their life, and they should never be afraid of what their life has to offer. This is Karen Schoen. You have been listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Don't go away, folks. We will be right back. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Save 20% by using promo code 
out loud at cofixrx.com. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years. Brush, floss, repeat. We're told to use fluoride, which doesn't really address the acid-creating bacteria. That is where the dentist-recommended Spry Dental Defense System shines. Spry products contain xylitol, a natural sugar, which helps get rid of those nasty, smelly, acid-creating bacteria in our mouth. The best way to care for your teeth and gums is by using Spry. The Spry Dental Defense System has a wide variety of products, toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and chewing gums that are designed to work together to keep your teeth clean and mouth healthy and smelling sweet all day long. To get your oral care back on track in an easy, effective, and very tasty way, switch to Spry today. Ask your dentist about Xylitol and the Spry products. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural product retailers. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com. Seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Karen Schoen. This is the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. I am so proud to be part of that organization. The things that we have done over the years have been amazing to help the kids in Florida learn what they should be learning and to be able to reach their highest potential. 
We believe in raising the standards, not lowering the standards. Lowering the standards doesn't accomplish anything for anyone except the people in power, because when the standards are lower, those who have to follow them have no idea what they're doing. And that's so sad. To take away a child's ability to read, write, and do simple math puts them so far behind in this program called life that we are not doing our job. And one of the things that I always talked about was money. Follow the money. If you want to see what's going on and where these programs are coming from, follow the money. And the money is what's most important. So now we are the taxpayers, and it is our money. So if a voucher goes to a child, that child is taking that money out of the public school. Imagine that, folks. You are in control of the amount of money that the public school gets. And if you want to kill the beast, you have to stop feeding the beast. So if we take away our money by putting our children in a homeschool environment, then the public school will lose enough money that eventually they will say, what's wrong with this picture? What are we doing? And what can we do to get the kids to come back? Having your child homeschool does not mean your child is in isolation and doesn't talk to anyone. That's not true. We are not COVID people. We don't want you to isolate your children. And for that reason, the Alliance has come up with several programs to help parents get their children out of public school to put them in a homeschool environment, but through the use of a co-op. And I've asked Ryan to stay with me and explain these programs and what they can do and how they can benefit both you and your children. And it doesn't matter if you're a grandparent or a mentor, it doesn't make any difference. The idea is to get your children out of these indoctrination clinics where after 12 years of being there, the only thing that they will do is learn to hate you, hate their country, hate their skin, hate who they are, hate, hate, hate. That's not what school is about. So, Ryan, can you explain to us what the alliance will be doing and the programs that are being promoted? Yes. So what the alliance is, is doing is we, we, we kicked off this year our Faith, Family, and Freedom Initiative, which really what it is all about is like what you said we believe that the only the best way forward when it comes to education for children is to take them out of the government schools and the best way of doing that is of course them being at home with their parents in the homeschool environment now we've obviously heard the concerns just as you mentioned a lot of people don't want to homeschool their kids because they don't think they can do it they don't think they're smart enough they don't have the the, the time to commit that much time so really what we've done is we've we've partnered with four great organizations, homeschooling organizations, that for curriculum, and they're all about trying to make sure that there's different options. And and as you mentioned with the co-op, that's one of them, is is one of the programs, there's a couple actually, classical conversations, for example, um, believe strongly in implementing communities and building communities. 
And most of the time, they're in a community type environment where they're with like-minded classical conversation students from your area learning together. So it is not, as you mentioned, it's not as if your student's going to be completely isolated at home all the time. This is not COVID. We don't believe in that. We believe in socialization of kids socializing with other kids. And that is exactly what um, we're trying to do with that particular one. Um, and then another one is we're trying to create these one-room schoolhouses, which really is what uh, our, one of our other partner organizations, My Father's World, is all about. They're a, a God, Christian-centric, classical um, education a homeschooling provider, and they're all about building one-room schoolhouses where you go to your church, there's 10 to 20 students um, that are in within the age of schooling. You split it up in half, so maybe it's five to 10 students in a classroom, and they they, they put um, four-year-olds, so pre-K students, all the way up with third graders in one room, for example. And that, again is is a environment where you're there every single day learning together with like-minded students but the, the, the point is, is it's the curriculum that really matters and the curriculum is 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 classical god-centric education and, and that is one of the biggest uh, pieces of what we're trying to focus on it is so important folks that we bring morality and god back to our education because it's part of our life. And whether or not you like it, this country was founded with the help of God. Uh, Our founders were very, very religious people. And in order for children to learn to read, the textbook that they were reading was called the Bible. And our children from that era had an IQ of well over 120. Today, the IQ, their intelligence quotient, is under 100. What a difference that makes from people being able to grasp and understand life's work as to those who are uh, have no understanding and just become followers of whatever the government tells them to follow. We want to create thinkers. Isn't that true, Ryan? Yes, 100%. And that's, and as, just as you mentioned, um, a lot of uh, the first schools of sorts were, were ones that were focusing on teaching kids how to read the Bible or how to, how to read um, certain important documents at the time period of which uh, they, the school was founded. And so, you know, a lot of these things like the Federalist Papers or the Declaration of Independence, it was written in a way that everybody could understand. The problem is nowadays, a lot of students, a lot of kids do, when they read something like that, like the Federalist Papers, they do not understand what it's even talking about because they don't have that rich historical context and that, that rich understanding of, of, of phonics and word choice and, and, and things like that to be able to, to even understand something like the Constitution nowadays. Um, and and that, that, that is something that a lot of these programs that we're um, partnering with focus on is using um, source documents. The other day I happened to call one of the colleges um, because I was looking for in this 
college, I was looking at their curricula and I was looking for a government class, a civics class. It wasn't there. And I was shocked to find out that it's not there. Um, I called and I asked, where is government? Where is civics? When do the children learn how government works? When do they learn uh, what the Constitution is? And I was told, well, that comes in their American history class. And I said, American history and government are two different subjects. Why aren't they there? I got no answer. And this is being done on purpose because the desire is that you don't understand how your government works. So you'll be afraid, as we were talking about before, to pick up the phone and call your legislator. Oh, my goodness, I can't call them. That's scary. That's what they want you to believe. That's not the way it should be. And a child that can read and write, do math, has common sense, usually makes the right choices throughout their lives and will become hugely successful in their life. But when you rely on someone else, which is what this government wants you to do, rely on the government, the government will tell you, you don't have to read, oh, that's boring, it's more than two sentences, how can you read it? That's what they're guided into. And the sad part is when you talk to so many, to these kids, all they do is talk in sound bites, and there's no depth behind what they're saying. The other fallacy that I know is being promoted with homeschool is that Oh, I can't spend, I won't be able to spend eight hours a day with my child teaching them. Folks, that's not the way it works. The, there is probably no more than three, maximum four hours of education that goes on in an eight hour day in a school. The rest of it is filled with things that are totally unnecessary. So, you as the parent, or as the teacher, as the mentor, concentrate on what's important, not what is irrelevant. And that's what we're facing today. We are spending so much time on things that are not important in their life. And these kids leave school and they can't read, write, and do simple math. They have no idea what's going on in our economy today. They have no idea what's going on in finances. They have no idea what digital money is. They have no idea even what anything is because they're concentrating on things that are irrelevant and can't be fixed. So what are the programs that, um, where can people find these programs that the Alliance is working with and what's the procedure? What do they do? Yes. So we currently, our, our, our model is we are building ambassadors um, across. We would like to have them in every one of the counties of Florida. Um, some of the rural counties are going to, there might be one person that represents multiple counties. But these ambassadors are going to be the person to go to to talk about the right educational option for your child when it comes to this homeschooling uh, uh, curriculum. Um, there's a lot of information already on our Liberty Scholar website um, that uh, there's a lot of information on there. There's information on our Florida Citizens Alliance website, so go FLCA, um, that also describes uh, this. It, this. The next two years is, is really a pilot, and we're trying to um, 
to see how it works and expand it to as many counties as possible. And we already had quite a few ambassadors sign up. I believe last time I, I, I heard we were at eight ambassadors across Florida, um, ranging from the Orlando metropolitan area to Southwest Florida. Um, and so these, uh, the, the different four different partners that we have are listed on those locations. Okay. And those partners, each one of those partners has a curricula that you would be able to follow. Am I correct? So this correct. is, you're not leaving the parent out there going, okay, educate your child. Yes, correct. So yes, each, each partner has their own uh, curricula. Each uh, partner has, um, as as you have alluded to, there is time built in to some of these curriculums to allow for maybe your child, maybe you want your child to do some sort of religious function at their church, or maybe that there's a, an outside uh, uh, sports activity that you want to do for your child. I mean, these things, there's built in time for those things too as well. So that's also something else that, you know, I hear parents talk about as well. You know, they're not going to have a chance to to do the the normal things that most school kids do, which is be involved in sports or whatnot. And so th- that's also there, there's an opportunity for that, too. So really, really, the good thing about homeschooling is that they're getting the rich curricula they need. They're getting the right kind of education, but there's still all the regular benefits that regular um government school students would receive. So, so they would be able to go and join the, the baseball team if they wanted to. Uh, they, yes. would, they would be able to participate in the extracurricular activities in school, which will help socialize. So they will be interacting with other students in a different framework. And it doesn't matter what their academic education is because they will be able to work with the school on different um, on a different level in sports or clubs or anything else that you would want your child to be part of. The other thing that I hear of is, oh my goodness, how can you put pre-K in together with third graders? What are they going to do? They're going to fight with each other and they're not going to be able... Well, that doesn't work either, folks, because they love to communicate. And the older children I have found love to help the little kids because it gives them a feeling of accomplishment of helping. Plus, it gives the little kids a role model to look after. Um, I have found that to be true in all of the times that I was teaching. And I am sure that this is the same thing. Nothing has changed. Remember, nothing changes. Everything always remains the same. It's just a different label and a different distribution system. Otherwise, all the programs are always the same. They're just repeated over and over again. But the most important one is homeschool. And to me, that is our answer to this woke curricula that even though our wonderful governor says is not going to be in Florida schools, somehow always manages to creep in. Don't you find that, Ryan? Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. I mean, uh, the work the governor's doing, obviously, we strongly support him. And we think it's great work, but in the long run, really, 
as you had mentioned previously on the show, um, the the left, the woke, you know, you want to put whatever name on it you want to, has been working at this for decades, trying to erode our education system, trying to erode our children, really, and families for that matter. Um, so it's not going to just change overnight. And so really the best thing that we can do and what we recommend at this point is to take your kids out of the system, homeschool them, let the competitive pressure of less kids in the public schools, make the public schools be better. Um, that's that's really the, the goal of this initiative is to really allow the, the true freedom and flexibility to parents that they, that they need. Think about this, folks. If your school system has a uh, hundred million, well, let, we don't have to go up that high, but let's say it has a, a $20 million budget and 10% of the parents don't send their kids to school and that money leaves the school and follows the child what an impression you have made on that school because now they haven't got the money to be able to go out and support these idiotic programs that do nothing. So it's up to us. And I believe that homeschooling will perform two very important needs for our future. One is to create brilliant students, which is always the prime goal. And the other is to send a message to our public educators that no, we are not interested in the garbage that you are telling our kids right now. This is not yeah. part of our game plan and we don't, we're not going to go there. And you want to continue to do that even though the governor says you can't? Um, and then make up stories about these bills that are totally irrelevant. Um, I know that right now, I believe there's a bill that will change the time frame of the don't say gay bill, uh, the parental choice bill that says um, you, can't, you can't mutilate a child in Florida. And that's basically what it is. It doesn't matter whether you're mutilating them by cutting off their genitalia or you're mutilating them by destroying their brain and not giving them the information that will allow them to grow and develop. Education, as a former educator, was not for Karen Schoen to go and tell their children, her classes, what I believe. It was to go and to tell our children how to decipher between two sides of an issue and come up with one that suits them the best. That's what school is all about because that's what life is all about. You are always presented with choices. And if you make the wrong choices, your path will be different than if you make the right choices. And who determines the choices? It should be up to you. That's your destiny. And you should be involved in creating your own destiny. But if you allow your child to be indoctrinated, then whose destiny are they following? They're following somebody else. And following somebody else is never a good thing. You share, your child, your family should be making decisions for you and for your family. And all should be in line with the letter of the law. And the law doesn't change and become different for different people. It's the same for everyone. But if you don't learn that, how do you learn it if you don't learn it in school? Or if 
a mentor, a teacher doesn't tell you. So there are so many things that school affects in our lifetime. We want to get it right in the beginning. And we all know that the impressionable mind is always the youngest mind. And as I say often, no child ever came out of the womb and said, I hate black people, I hate Hispanic people, I hate white people, I hate Jews. It doesn't work that way. It's a learned thing. And where are they learning it? They are learning it in school. So if you want your child to be well-rounded and to have a firm understanding of life and what life can offer them, then you must homeschool. And I guess that is my sermon for today. <laughs> but I, as you can see, I'm very passionate <laughs> on homeschooling and making sure that American kids are the best and the brightest because the world that they will be facing is changing constantly. And if you don't make the right decision, you wind up in the wrong place. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me today. Please tell everyone again where they can find all of this valuable information. Yes. So please, uh, Go on to our website, goflca.com or goflca.org, both of which will work for all the updates about our organization, about our initiative program of homeschooling and with any legislative bills going on. That is the central place for that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate everything that you're doing for the Alliance. And uh, I know that, like I said, you are in Tallahassee and we do apologize for any noise that you may have heard in the background, but our government is at work. And in Florida, they only get two months to decide what is going to be happening in Florida. And now is the critical time, the two months. The session will be over in, I think, May 5th. So now is the time to pay attention, go to those two websites, and they would be myfloridahouse.gov and flsenate.gov. Find the bills that you are interested in, learn about them, and voice your opinion. That's what Americans do. We voice our opinion. If we protest, this is the way to protest. Tell your representative, no, I don't like that. Don't want you to vote for it. Or I am really in favor of that bill. I think it's wonderful and I think it should be passed. You have the right to do that. And it's up to you. And also, one of the legislators told me that when they get a call or they get a message from one of their constituents, they feel that that's backed up by a hundred others. So the more people that call, the more hundreds they will look at. And this is what we want them to do. Before I leave, I wanted to give you a message from George Washington. And this is what he said about political parties and the groups that they support. He said, they serve to organize a fraction, to give an artificial and extraordinary force to put in the place of the delegated will of the nation, the will of the party. They are changing the way we think. They are changing the way we act. 
and this is not a good thing. And yet George Washington was able to warn us over 200 years ago. He saw that what political parties would do. Folks, you have to vote for the person and not for the party. He also said, however, combinations or associations of the above description may now and then answer popular ends. They are likely in the course of time and thing to become potent engines by which cunning ambitions and unprincipled men will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and to usurp for them the reins of government, destroying afterwards the very engines which have lifted them to unjust dominion. Folks, Washington was a brilliant man, and our children don't learn about him. This is what we have been talking about. Please make sure that your child is not part of that group. Homeschool, get your kids out of those indoctrination clinics, and I will see you again next week. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me today. Folks, you have been listening to Karen Schoen. And this is the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. GoFLCA.com. Join us. This is our future, and it's up to us to direct it in the right direction. Thank you all for listening. See you again next week. I'm America. Don't tread on me. I'm America, yes, America.